Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold, powered by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And as we told you previously, this segment is going to be very specific. It's going to be very specific. It's going to be about something that might make you feel a little queasy, regardless if you are a Saints fan. And that is, will the Saints be buyers or sellers at the NFL trade deadline? And I'll tell you what I think right off the bat, and that is, I don't know. (laughs) But I will say that I don't think there is a scenario where the Saints should in any way consider themselves to be buyers. Because in order to be a buyer at the trade deadline, you need to believe that you can win a Super Bowl. You are not a buyer at the trade deadline if you are desperately trying to make the playoffs, right? That is not when you become a buyer. You become a buyer when you know you're a playoff team and you think you're maybe one or two pieces away from winning a Super Bowl, not from getting to the playoffs, from winning a Super Bowl. If you are a buyer to try to elevate your team from middle of the pack to the fringe of the playoffs, then you are going to be bad for a long time. So keep that in mind. Now, when I say I don't know whether there'll be a buyer or seller, what I mean by that is I don't know whether they will be a seller or whether whether they will be a let's see what happens. Because I think let's see what happens is a very reasonable place to be with this team, with this roster. You know, we had a podcast recently where I told you kind of the argument for why you might consider trading Alvin Kamara. You know, there was a report the Eagles called about him. And I think that would be funny. And if I'm Mickey Loomis and the Eagles are calling me about Alvin Kamara, I'm like, okay, send us our first round pick back. And he's yours. Because <laughs> if you send out Alvin Kamara, you're going in the tank. And the only way you go in the tank is if you have your own first round pick. Otherwise, it doesn't benefit you. So I think that would be kind of a fun way to bookend this really obnoxious trade that is playing out with the Eagles. But yeah, I, I don't think that you're going to trade Alvin Kamara, right? Like, like I said a few episodes ago, you know, I think there are good reasons to consider it. But if I'm predicting what happens, I think this team really wants to take advantage of the NFC South being weak and getting to the playoffs. And for that reason, I don't think that they are going to start shipping out assets. I think that it's more likely that they, you know, if someone just gets given away, Right. Like if someone ends up on waivers, you know, if you look at Janoris Jenkins a few years back, that's the type of addition I could see them making. But I do not see them leveraging even more draft assets 
to add a player or two. Because I think this team knows it knows it has the pieces to compete, right? You are two and five. If you win this week, you are three and five. That's how the math works. And you remain at worst one game out of the division lead. There is a scenario where all four NFC South teams end up three and five. By the time this podcast posts, that scenario will either be alive or dead because the Bucks and the Ravens play on Thursday night football. And they are the team that if anyone's going to figure this thing out, that's the team you worry about. So you should definitely be rooting for the Bucs to continue their quick fall to the bottom because a loss to the Panthers, as the Saints found out, is about as rock bottom as you can get. And that's what happened to the Bucs last week. The Falcons are in, in, intriguing to me. They are a team that I think has interesting weapons. I don't know if they have enough of them. I don't know if Marcus Mariota can get it done, but he has turned out to be a good free agent signing for Arthur Smith. He fits what they want to do, and he's operating that offense well. So if there's a team that I'm worried about, it's the Falcons kind of winning three or four games in a row and finding themselves a game up on the Saints at the end of the season. The good news for the Saints is they do own the first half of that tiebreaker. So if it comes down to that and there's a tie, they could be ahead of them, assuming they finish it off with the win at home. So one of the things I didn't talk about when we kind of went through that Alvin Kamara bit last week was, you know, it does become difficult. And I had a few people point this out to me on Twitter and I, and I agree with you. I didn't think it was worth getting into all the cap shenanigans during that segment, but it is correct. It will be difficult to trade a guy like Alvin Kamara, David Onyemata, Cam Jordan, et cetera. And not be, not because the other teams won't want them. It's because the dead cap hit you will receive is significant. It is a big number for a lot of these players. And the way the Saints have managed their cap has been by taking advantage of the simple restructures, right? They are going to go into the offseason with in $56 million in the hole against the salary cap. Now, that's actually lower than it has been in recent seasons. So they are kind of working their way back to even. But if you trade off a guy like Alvin Kamara, a guy like Cam Jordan, you lose that simple restructure. So you're not only eating the dead cap, you are losing the flexibility. And so you're going to have to continue to go down the line and down the line and down the line and restructure and restructure and restructure. And I know that's what the Saints want to avoid. They would much rather get it done with as few restructures as possible so that you can continue to kind of push back toward even money. So that's where I think you kind of hit a stumbling block of, you're trying to continue these three-year cycles with the restructuring and you don't want to set yourself back to get another fifth or a sixth round pick, right? It, the, the, the assets would have to make sense. You were not just going to go on a fire sale because you also know that you do have a chance at this division. Now, if you fall to two and six and you just look bad doing it, and the Raiders come in and just blow you off the field. They blow the doors off. The Saints can't stop anybody. They miss more tackles. They can't get it done. Then, yeah, I think you very much consider blowing this thing up and completely. And I think you very much consider whether Dennis Allen is still your head coach. But for now, I do not think the Saints are going to be sellers at the deadline. Now, the deadline is November 1st, right? So you don't have a lot of time to weigh your options after the week eight games. You kind of have to make that decision now or never. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you're on the the ledge, right? You're you're just trying to figure it out. Uh, So it's just something to to pay attention to. I don't think you're going to see a lot of movement. This is every year we get to the trade deadline. There just aren't that many players moved 
at the deadline, right? It's just not, it's not the same as the NBA, Major League Baseball. It's much more difficult to commit to a trade in the NFL than it is in other leagues because it's so complex. What you're trying to switch, players aren't always fits in other schemes. You really want to know the player that you're bringing in. And it, it's tough. You know, quarterback trades rarely happen. You know, it's it's very difficult to learn a new system as a quarterback mid-season. You know, like it's it's very much like learning a new language. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see defensive backs moved, sometimes wide receivers. You know, the skill positions are a little easier because, you know, like Robbie Anderson, you know, he's he can be a quick study in the Cardinals offense because it's like, okay, yeah, run straight and fast and we're going to throw it there, you know that's a little bit easier. Christian McCaffrey, for example, Kadarius Tony got traded from the Giants to the Chiefs, right? You know, there's been a few other pieces moved. So those are the type of trades where you look at and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe you could see one of these going down. But I, you know, as much as I'd like the Saints to be proactive in bringing in assets, I just don't think that Mickey Loomis has rebuild in his vocabulary. And I think that you're going to continue to see them try to win with this group as it's constructed. And I think more than anything else, that's why you are going with Andy Dalton. Because you want to be consistent into the playoffs. If they were considering tearing it down, if they were on the edge of tearing it down, I think you would be going with Jameis Winston because you would want to see what you have at the top end there because you're probably not going to win this season anyway. Starting Andy Dalton, to me, is an indicator that this team is trying to win right now. And so that's that's kind of where I land on all that. Again, you're listening to Inside Black and Gold. My name is Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer. And we're going to be coming at you with one more segment. And that is the three things the Saints need to do to defeat the Raiders in week eight of the NFL football season. Let's get into it. 